So this week, I got the chance to have a conversation with my brother-in-law, Chudir. He's the first person from within the Sudanese community that I've gotten the chance to have a conversation with. Um, And I guess I I have to say thank you for the fact that he had this conversation. It was a lot of fun, and I've uh, enjoyed getting to know him over the last few years. The reason I'm adding this prologue before the episode is... um, There are moments where I do share some of my questions and concerns when it comes to Christian ideas and Christian thinking. Um, I know that the majority of my audience, just by the fact that majority of my contacts are Christian, are going to be Christian themselves and most likely going to the same church. Uh, I do not want to apologize for the fact that I have these questions or for the fact that I shared them. I only wanted to, I guess you could say, give a trigger warning uh, for the fact. It is not emphasized very long in this episode, but you'll know it when you hear it. A lot of these questions and concerns do not reflect the fact that even my ideas are correct or my criticisms are valid. They're just questions that I have been wrestling with. And so I wanted to just thank everyone If they do get the chance to continue listening, if this does not offend too much, I want to thank you for continuing to listen through. If this is a breaking point that would cause you to no longer want to listen to this podcast, I do apologize. Um, I've thought about this. I talked with Trudir about this, whether or not we should cut this part of the episode out. And uh, he and I both agreed that I'm not comfortable with the idea of hiding what questions I genuinely have just because I might lose some listeners. Um, I, I genuinely do know that the purpose of this podcast is not for me to express my ideas about anything besides pornography. That was the platform that I signed up for. Um, but seeing that the conversation did flow into this, I, I don't feel comfortable with hiding it. It does not feel honest to me. So with that, I want to say thank you very much for listening. If this isn't something that has bothered you, I apologize for taking up this extra time of yours, but um, thank you for all who have tuned in, and I hope that this episode is enjoyable, as enjoyable as it was for me. And without further ado, please welcome Chudir. This is actually going to be really interesting to talk with you about. I, um, you're actually the first newer person that I've ever talked to about this. So, um, first, thank you for even being willing to have this conversation. I, I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, for sure. No problem at all. Yeah. Um, so when we were on the phone, you, you kind of said that you, um, you think that this is probably something that a lot of guys obviously guys in general but even in the Sudanese community you believed were probably active in it um but just don't talk about like what's it been like for you and um how has it been a difficult thing for you to avoid or I guess I'll let you start there yeah I mean yeah like we talked about on the phone it's not a thing that's being discussed like in the Sudanese community uh just I don't think people talk about it. Like, I never had a conversation with anybody about it. Like, it's not a thing that just comes up. Nobody look at it as, like, an issue. It's not a, it's not an issue, really, that people talk about. Uh, like I said, I, I do believe there could be some people that are struggling with it, but the way Sudanese are built, we just, like, we just tend to keep everything in. You know, we don't like sharing anything, especially something that might be embarrassing. We don't want to let anybody in. 
So right. with that being said, I think there might be a few people out there that could be struggling with it. But me personally, it's not a thing that I ever had to struggle with. And I'm very blessed to say that, you know. Right. Uh, so, it's, so it's not like anything that I, I don't, when I see it, it's not like, oh my God, like I should watch out. Like I don't watch a movie and feel like there's something I should watch out for. It's just a movie to me. If I seen a sex scene, it's just a sex scene to me. So I just go on about my life. Like there's nothing attached to it. So I guess in that sense, I'm, I'm a blocky guy. Right. Um, so that's, so, that's so interesting to, to me that, um, cause for me, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's the opposite where, um, typically movie sex scenes, um, uh, depending on the sex scene and depending on who, who's in the sex scene, um, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if I'm not attracted to them, it doesn't really do anything, but usually that's an activation point for me where I'm like, Oh man, like it, it's, so I, and that's one of the first things that I think about. So, um, that's quite, that's quite interesting. Um, do, so you said like, you didn't think that people talk about it because it's kind of like an embarrassing thing to talk about. What are your thoughts about it? Like in general, like, um, like, do you think that it's something that's just, that's fine? It's just a natural part of life. Like, I get, what's your thoughts on it? Do you think people should avoid it? Um, I mean, personally, like I can go either way with it. Like I, I can see where it could be a problem. And also I can see where it's not really an issue. Like I, I feel like if it's just something that you watch, it doesn't really hurt anybody. I mean, that's how I would think it doesn't really hurt nobody, but at the same time, I can see how like you can get ideas in your head just by watching something, and they give you a false uh, false expectation of what something is supposed to be like, you know. So, um, in that sense, I think there could be an issue with that. But I'd never like really thought there was an issue with it until I went to church. That's when I started listening, hearing people talk about it. Like, oh man, porn is an issue here. Porn is an issue there. Before I saw going to church, uh, it's never it's never it never came up. Hmm. No, so. Also, I feel like when people put something in your head that is a bad thing, that's when you're starting to want it more. So in the Sudanese so community, it's not really something that people talk about as being something that's an issue. It's not like, so in the Sudanese so community, they, they struggle with alcohol a lot, right? Uh, you know, drinking and smoking, all that stuff. That's the issue that people deal with. And I know people who are actually addicted to uh, certain drugs and alcoholics and stuff like that. So in that sense, it's a known issue in the community, and before I went to church, it's just like ah, uh, it just it just it just boring, you know. It's, it's nothing. And when I started going to church, that's when I started to think, okay, maybe that it must be an issue. So so many people are struggling with it, and they can't stop. So it, it must it must be a problem. So yeah. still, still, I went to church. I never really seen a problem with it. Yeah. So. Uh- it's very interesting. So there was uh, someone I had on last week where, um, or it was a couple weeks ago, where there was a there was an article that I read where it essentially made that argument. It said that the reasons that people tend to be tormented by porn addiction is yeah. mostly people that go to church or have a moral qualm with it. And I thought that that's such it's such an interesting idea yeah. um, to think that like. I know there's people who aren't Christians and who haven't been um, like introduced to the idea that it's bad that still think it's bad. Yeah. But I do find it kind of fascinating that 
there's a potential other view of the world. Like for me, I was raised in church from a baby. So I've always seen it as this like terrible monster in the closet. Um, and so I just, I don't know. I think it's such an interesting idea that people can, um, can have that opposite view. Like, but see, even like, you know, in this this community, right. It's church is like a big deal because, right. So even when I was young, I used to go to church. Um, but this is, this is this is different in the way that they do church here in America and the way they did. They just say it's a news community. It's just a little bit different. Like, well, usually the kids don't even get involved that much when they go to church. They just take them and put them somewhere where they can play. Like nobody think, oh, the kids need to get uh, need to pay attention to what's being taught at church and all that stuff. But uh, even the people that even like the grown ups, it's just not it's not, it's not something that's always been brought up. It never came up as like, oh man, like. They might be our, our kids might be struggling with this like that never came up, and of course like at home like they wouldn't want kids to just like if you come home and they watch the kids watching porn like they won't be okay with it, but it's not something that I've brought up in church. They, they don't they don't tell other parents about like hey watch make sure the kids don't watch this movie make sure they don't do this like that's just that's just something they don't talk about. So, but I kind of feel like it could be a mental thing too. Cause okay for example like. They say when you when you're going somewhere right and you're running late, for some reason all the light just always turn turn red, right? For some reason, that's yeah. because you're thinking you gotta get here, you gotta get here, you need to get there right away. You don't have that much time, so I, it could, in the same way I feel like when somebody's starting to think like, okay, this is an issue that I have to deal with, it, it's just something something that's always in your head all the time. You know, it's starting to bring that they bring all that around to you to where now this just shows up out of nowhere. This just shows up out of nowhere just to get in your way. And, you know, it's setting you back. You know, I think in a way it could be a mental thing. I mean, I'm not a, uh, a psychiatrist or anything like that, so I can't, I can't be uh, 100% sure. But I can't, I, I can't quote you on this. No. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it could, it could be a mental thing at the same time. But, you know, I can't, I can't be sure. You know? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I listened to the, the last three episodes they put out and, I didn't. I never. I didn't really hear like like. What, how did you really like got into? Like, how did you get into it? Like, what was the first thing that got you hooked onto it? I didn't think I, I caught that in any of the episode. I. Okay, so there's a, there's a couple things um, that I can kind of pinpoint. I don't remember the first thing. Um, what's actually quite funny. I remember there's a, there's a friend of mine, and he told me that the first exposure that he had to porn was watching the movie wild things um like it and it's like i've never seen that movie it's a there's a scene with girls in it and i remember him saying that that's the first time that was the first thing he was exposed to and sometimes i find myself thinking that that's my first exposure but i'm pretty sure it wasn't so i i think that that's kind of funny that like i'm almost taking on (laughs) someone else's memory you know what i mean um because i have seen that movie movie, but i have i don't think that was my first so that's kind of confusing my memory but um there's a couple things um i remember there was one day um i was with one of my parents and we were on the computer and do you it's a it was a pc um do you remember windows media player i don't even know if that still exists but do you remember windows media player yeah yeah i do remember yeah it was like itunes but for pc Mm -hmm. um It popped up and there was a couple 
having sex just butt naked. And I was like, it shocked me because I was like, I didn't do it. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I didn't even, so I, I, um, it honestly wasn't until, um, recently that I was just like, hang on, if I didn't do it, someone did it. So that I, I didn't even, th- I, as a, as a kid, I, I was like, oh, that's weird. But it wasn't until recently that I was like, hang on a second. Someone had to have put that there, you know? Um, so, I mean, it's possible maybe something accidentally downloaded, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. So I think that that was probably one of the first things. And then um, I'm sure movies and sex scenes in movies were probably it. Um, yeah. When I started to get more like into it, seeking it out, I, um, YouTube, I was constant. <laughs> I was such a bad person. I, I, I guess I should, I'll go on air and admit to this. Um, if I have to pay for what I'm about to admit to, um, <laughs> I guess I will accept the consequences. Yeah. Um, but there, I used to be, um, in charge of the sound booth at my church and my, um, my parents would go and do Dave Ramsey, the financial piece classes yeah. And so I was, I was the one in the back end, uh, turning everything on and, um, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is, this is so bad, but I was, um, I, I was on YouTube looking for porn at the church while my, <laughs> while everyone was watching financial peace wow. and it was crazy. So I wasn't a Christian at this time. I mean, it was like, you know, I, I was just 14 15, just a kid. Um, but I remember one of the guys who was in charge of the sound system, he told me, he's just like, yeah, we had to get a new computer because some idiot was watching porn on our computer. (laughs) I was just like, I was like, who who would be doing that at the church? (laughs) Was this at Glad Tiding or somewhere else? It was at Glad Tidings. So yeah, I apologize. (laughs) I can pay for the computer. Um, But no, I, uh, but it was crazy though, because I remember one day specifically, I, I was watching, um, it was, I'm pretty sure I was looking up Paris Hilton and my mom came to the door and opened it, you know? So like the the sound booth was pretty far along and I'm at the very end of it and the door's on the opposite end. So if someone opens the door, no one's going to see what I'm looking at. So my mom opened the door just to check on me. How's everything going? And I practiced like casually closing the window just so it didn't look like I was freaking out. Right. Um, I was, I was, I was, I've always been pretty aware when it comes to the way I respond to things when I, I don't know, it's a dangerous skill to be able to be good at manipulating people. But, um, so I, I closed the, the window and I smiled at my mom and, uh, it was good. Oh yeah. He's really smart. I really like the guy. Woo. And then she closed the door. But then what I would do is then I would go to the church bathroom and I'd have one off. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, there was that. And then going to friends houses and I'd use their computer to try and look stuff up on YouTube. Like, um, and YouTube was always very limited. I could never find anything super explicit, but things in bikinis and stuff was good enough for me. I was just like anything I could do to get close to, to boobs was like, that was my, my thing. And so, um, it was, I think it was a mix of that. Um, and then when my parents got iPhones, I think that was pretty much when things started to go downhill because, um, I could ask them to use their phone and then I'd take it into my room. And so, yeah, 
just kind of the more access inter- uh, internet access came, the more I um, started to drown in it. Um, there was a one time, gosh, this was this was how desperate I was for it. So my dad, he used to go to um, missions trips and um they were always like a seven to ten days long and i loved when my dad would go on (laughs) missions trips (laughs) because that meant essentially there's one less person my dad he tended to to watch us much closer than than my mom he was much more like you know attentive and so when he was gone it was kind of like you could get away with some more things and um i had this not even kidding 40 pound computer tower this giant, probably four foot tall, maybe foot wide computer tower that weighed 40 pounds. Yeah. But we didn't have Wi it didn't have Wi-Fi compatibility. We had right. the the thing in the very basement. And so I would wait until like 12, 1 in the morning, and I'd carry this computer down piece by piece. I still had one of those giant computer monitors. So the monitor yeah. was like one of those 25-pound big glass things. So I was carrying things down piece by piece. And I almost like I remember just like if this drops while I go down, it was two floors. So I had to go down two floors. If this drops, it's game over. What were you doing carrying down this? there's nothing you can say. And so, yeah, I would hook it up in the basement. I was overly paranoid because it was in the furnace room and I was constantly like, you know, checking to see if someone was going to notice that I was in there. But yeah, I, I, there was that, like the, the sneaking around of it, just it, my heart rate was up. And so whenever stuff like that would happen, I think it played a very big memory into the fact that like, it was me getting away with something, um, like, one thing that I know that I've heard, sorry, I'm going on a bit of a no, go ahead, rabbit go ahead. trail. Um, but one thing that I've heard is the, the, whenever you have an orgasm, your, your brain takes a snapshot. So it's just like, Oh, that was great because dopamine was released in your brain and yeah. dopamine is a very addictive chemical. And yeah. so, so that happens. But when the more, when there's certain things that can increase the level of dopamine that gets released, um, things like stimulation, things like, um, uh, danger. Um, like, so like, that's why like having sex in public doing crazy things, there's a reason that we usually remember them more is because there, there's that like element of fear or drama or risk, um, that's involved in that. And that's, so it's like, it's thrill seeking. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that because you knew you shouldn't have done that and you got away with it. So it's the coolest thing ever. Right. And so I think that when I was 14, 15 doing that and I was getting away with it, it burned these memories inside my head. That was just like, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the getting away with the thrill of, of it. And so it, it kind of just got worse from there. So, that's crazy, man. You was dedicated for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thirsty. That's yeah. funny. You, you look at these. Yeah, I mean, you're 14. What else you got to do? <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, the first time I seen porn. It was, uh, I think it was my seventh grade year, about to be eighth grade. It was the summer when I was about to be eighth grade, but I was in seventh grade at this time. Uh, I, went to, I went to Fremont to go stay with my cousin. He was staying at Fremont at this time. So... Uh, he had this friend, he was a, a white boy, he had a, a friend that was a white boy. So we went to his friend's house, and his friend's house, his mom wasn't home. And he said, you guys want to see something cool? <laughs> I say, sure, let's go. You know, so he took us up to his mom's room and put it on the tape, the VCR tape. Oh, no. Put, yeah, pushed it in. You know, porn started playing. That This was my first wow. time seeing porn. And I was like, yo, man, this, they let y'all do that here? Because, you know, 
at uh, my aunt's house, well, my cousin's house where I was at, you know, nothing like that would, would be, ever be there. You know, he would get killed. Right. No, but do you so do you think it just isn't there? Or do you think it's just not it's very well hidden? I mean, that's a possibility, but I don't know. Uh, before that, I didn't even know about porn, to be honest. Like I was a seventh grader and didn't know anything about porn at this time. And I, I, I don't know how that was possible. But at that time, I didn't even know that porn exists. You know, I've seen like, you know, every now and then you see a girl with boob and stuff like that. But I don't know they were like full fledged, you know, having sex on right. tape on camera. Even like to me, I'd be like, "This is embarrassing. How you want? Why you want people to see you have sex on camera? This is crazy." Right. You know. Yeah. Um, now, one other thing that I feel like helped us—not also news, but people—let let me just say, me for example, uh, we grew up pretty poor and we didn't really have access to the internet at all, and we didn't, we didn't. Uh, even we have internet, we had when we had cable, it was limited, like more limited channels. We didn't have cable a lot, a lot of time, so I think that kind of like kept us away from all that because when you have internet you can find a whole bunch of things you know at this time when we poor we probably i don't i don't, I don't remember having a, a computer at the house at all i don't know if we did or not but i would just remember having a phone i don't remember having a, a internet at, at home at all uh, you can ask the channel i don't think if you remember or not but i don't think we ever had a computer at home at all you know so i think in that sense that's a plus uh it helped when you pour sometimes <laughs> You know, you know right. sometimes blessings come in ways you don't even understand. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, and then the second time that I was supposed to, uh, the point was actually uh, my own, my brother. He took me to the library. Uh, this is at Metro, right there by the, in Omar. Uh, we went to the library. Uh, you know, he started watching for you like, you know, come see this. I, bro, I, I was thinking in my head, hey, we came to the library for this. <laughs> Was he on the computer or, he was, he, or? He, 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 on the computer at the library? <laughs> I've you actually know? I've actually done that. So yeah. I, I... So, uh, but he's older than me, so I would think he would want to protect me from that. But I guess he didn't care. So yeah. He took me there. How old were you at that time? Uh, this is probably I was probably like eighth grade at this time, maybe ninth grade. I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's all. Uh, Went to the library, you know, he was like, he showed me how to get on, how to look it up, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. I mean, I, I, even after I left, I never went back and trying to do it. You know, I was like, ah. I mean, it's cool when I was looking at it, but I never felt like, oh, I need to come do it again tomorrow. You know right. I mean? but, but I'm not trying to say I don't like porn. I did, like, later on down the line, I remember um, I was going to go on a date with this girl. So I was like, you know, you know I want to. No, Jack, I'll make sure that when I go hang out with her, I don't try anything stupid. I want to be, you know, just uh, make sure that we just have a good time just being around each other, not trying to start anything. So I'll, like, you know, to you know, make the situation faster, I'll, like, I'll just put this porn on real quick. And, <laughs> you know, get over with real fast. You know, so then, yeah. Uh, so when I go That's hang interesting. Out, yeah, so if I go hang out with that girl, even if we do end up doing something, you know, God, you know, God don't want to come fast. So the second time is always way longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, hey, yeah. I, I'm not planning on doing anything if you don't want to. But if we do, I want to, you know, this could be our first time. I want it to be a long, I want it to be a long, there you go. I, want, I want it to last That's long. That's funny. You know I mean? Look you know, at so, you. You're being forethoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, one of the reasons why I did it. But I never did it because like, oh, I have the urge that I want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I just did it to help me out with something real fast. Because it, it makes situation way faster you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
That's interesting. So what was the reason? So yeah, what was the reason that you were wanting to not want to act a fool on the first date? Like, like what, what was that like going through your mind? No, nah, cause I remember at this time, I think I was just, um, I was just really starting to get to girls like big time. Cause, and then, you know, when you get around girls, sometimes, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to have sex. And I don't want to be that guy that want to force himself on a girl. So, and, uh, I remember people used to always be like, man, after you have sex with a girl, you don't really want them no more. Uh, something like that. So if you get that, you know, if you get that thing out of the way first, once you're around them, you just kind of like them for them, but not not so that mm-hmm. you want to have sex with them. Because sometimes I think people want to uh, go on dates and hang out with people just because they want to, you know, eventually have sex with them, not because they like them, like them. So this mm-hmm. is a way for me to ensure that, okay, I actually like this person. I don't want to just have sex mm-hmm. with them, Cause, you know, because... Uh, I feel like when I was younger, that was the thing. You don't really want a girl just so you could date them and eventually marry them. You just want to date them so you can have sex with them and then probably go to the next person. No, right. it was like it was like a stat. You, get, oh, I got this girl down. Who's next? Right, uh, I mean, right, yeah. So, so that was the the thing uh, that I wanted to make sure. Okay, I actually like this girl. I don't want to try nothing stupid. No, I'm mean, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just be cool. You know, That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes it, it makes sense. That's an interesting way to kind of like use it as a almost like a moral step of like, okay, let me make sure my motives are, are at yeah. least in check. So that's that's kind of interesting. We, uh, yeah. um, oh yeah, like I I I do think it's it's kind of funny how like we're the way that we're wired, like as guys, like yeah. we're like. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'll I'll blame God or you know whatever. But yeah. it's like, at least according to Christian logic, God made us beautifully and wonderfully, and it's all perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then, at the same time, you're not supposed to like. Okay, I, I'll just say it this way. He, we're made in a way that we're just horny AF all the time. If a girl, <laughs> like if a girl shows up and she's the hottest thing God, ever, exactly. and then she wants to be all over you, we're like, yes, Let's I was thinking that for the last five days. Why'd you take so long? You know, exactly. but then, but then God's like, nope, you shouldn't do that. It's just like, well, why did you wire me? Exactly. To, to like feel it. like this and then tell me, hey, you shouldn't do that. So it's like that's that's just not fair. That's it's fun, like giving someone the man. right, it's like giving someone the smell of cookies and being like, Cookies are evil. Don't yeah. ever eat cookies. It's like, well, don't give me the smell of cookies and yeah. it'll be much easier. Right. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a bummer that we've got to face those hurdles. But um have you found that um having slept with people before, um, has it impacted your relationships negatively? Like, is it, is it difficult? Does that make it more difficult with your current relationship? Having had been with other people, um, does that bother you at all? Nah, not really. Maybe I just never thought about it, but uh, it doesn't really affect anything at all. I, I feel like those girls I was with at that time, it was just then like, I, I never think about them. It's like, yeah, it really don't affect me at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. I Be mean, careful now. You just said that on the internet. Someone is gonna <laughs> if they watch this, they'll be like, "What do you mean you don't think of me?" <laughs> <laughs> nah, I really, I really, I really don't. You know, so. I yeah. Feel I feel comfortable saying that. You know, if they want to come and attack me one day, you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. cool with it. 
But yeah, it never. I never really like think. Oh man, I had it way better with this girl. I should have stayed with her. Or damn, that this girl was bad compared to this girl. Like, I just don't compare girls. I guess. Um, but it just it just never come to mind. Anything like that. So. Hmm. It's interesting. I mean, it's it's really neat that both both of your kids are with the same the same kid and that you guys have are are together like the amount of like i've got someone in my family where one of their i mean i've got a few people in my family i actually should say i was thinking of one of them but um i've got a few people in my family where the the children are from separate fathers and so the amount of like time that they've got to make for visitation um and to keep those relationships open i can't imagine like how difficult that would be to not just think of them as an annoyance like i've got to keep them in my life um so yeah i it's you know it's very fortunate that that you guys have that in your life and yeah yeah. how old is how old's your son now first one cj is eight and paul is one wow i'm a one and a half already yeah wow that's crazy time flies so fast it's crazy it's, man. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and look at pictures and i'll be like man this seemed like it was just yesterday seriously yeah, like was, i mean nia chan and i started dating probably close to four years ago so like his life cj's life has doubled since i met him yeah like that's just so weird yeah it's crazy like, yeah wow um okay so with when it comes to like i know you can't really speak for everyone um but if someone was dealing with like an addiction to pornography, do you think that that's something that they would ever, well, I think the hard part when it comes to addiction with porn, I don't think most people even realize that it's something that can be addicted to. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, you're just like, Oh, I just use it when I use it. So, yeah. um, I guess I'll, I'll, I won't say it that way. Do you think that if someone was using porn in the Sudanese community that they'd even bother talking to a friend at all about it? Like, do you think that even casually, or do you think it's just something that they would always keep in isolation? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think they will ever bring it up. And it's not even because the thing is bad. It's just because like nobody brings it up, like in a good way or a bad way. Like nobody, yeah. ever, no, nobody ever show up to somebody like, "Yo, you white torn." Like it just, it's just yeah. not a, it's not a thing. Well, what about like your brother? Like you know, your brother was like, "Hey, do you want to watch this?" Yeah, like yeah. I've had experiences like that with friends where they're like, "Hey, look at this," you know. So yeah. like, do you think that that exchange is happening, or do you think they're just more private? Um, no, it definitely happened. I remember uh, I was probably around high school around this time. I think I was in junior high school. I remember we went to a, it was like a group of friends and somebody decided, hey, let's put some porn on and everybody watch porn together. At school or at a party? No, at a party. It wasn't at school. Oh, I was just like, dang, they're savage. I'm I'm just saying I was doing that something in high school, but we went to a friend house and people just put on, people sitting on the couch just chilling and somebody just decided to put porn on and, and no, there was uh, guys and girls and and nobody really said anything. Like nobody was like, no, turn that off or. That's like, so interesting, yeah, man. That, it, I feel like the person that would say it, like the first person to say it, like if you walk in the room and it's there, yeah. I understand why you just don't say anything. But to be the person, the first person to be like, hey, can I put some porn on the TV? I just feel like everyone would be like, yeah, what? Yeah. What but, is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> this person didn't even ask. They just went and did it. And nobody was like, <laughs> That's why even do weirder. That? And nobody was like, why do you do that? <laughs> That's and, crazy. You know what I mean? But it was their house, so I'm guessing he he had it stashed up, so yeah. he just can't put it on. You no, know? but the the thing is, in the, in our communities, like 
let's say you came out and told somebody, hey, I watched a lot of porn. Nobody gonna look at you like you're doing something wrong. They they just won't. They just be like, okay, so and then they gonna move on about their life. Like it's it's not a big deal really. No, yeah. if, you, if 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 there's something that's uh that's mentally uh bad for you, it there's certainly people that doesn't don't know about it yet. You know? There might be people that know about it now, but as far as I know, people don't really care for it. It's not it's not a thing, it's not an issue at all. Mm. Uh, that, that's why I never heard not one person say I think I have a, a porn addition or a porn problem right at all yeah it's It's very interesting how like you said like even like church is different between the two communities yeah i've been thinking about that on and off over the last couple years of like you know the things that i think are important when it comes to theology um are very consistent with the church that i was raised in you know what i mean and so it's just like 200 years ago, if I was born, I realistically wouldn't believe the same things I believe today. And then just as likely, if I was born in South Sudan, I wouldn't believe the same things either. Like, just to be realistic. Um, I just find that so fascinating that you can have these completely different like they're they're all reading the same book you know they're all they all have all 66 books and all of them can completely translate it completely different and all of them think that they're reading it the right way and so i don't know it's so interesting and it's kind of dangerous at the same time because i mean just to say that you know that the way that you look at the bible is correct already means that anyone who looks at it differently is wrong wrong, um so i don't know i find that so crazy yeah, I, yeah, it's it's hard, man. It's it's just it's crazy because somebody like me who grew up kind of in both culture, like I take from this and then from this. For me personally, I just been taking what I like and what I what I like from here. I take what I like from here. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I just kind of put them together. Though, know, um, yeah, church is, is real different, man. And I think the biggest thing in the Sudanese community, like when they when they go to church, right, everybody's passionate. They have all this passion for church, and they they put all, all their hearts into it. But I feel like sometimes when out of, when they get out out of, outside of church, I don't think it's the same. You know, uh, that's one thing I know. Cause I used to always think of myself as a good, as, as a good Christian, but not until I went to glad tidings, I kind of started to understand what it's like being a, a real Christian compared to what I thought it was. You no, know, it was it was just different the way I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's not it's, it's not a lot of accountability in this new community. You know, I think that's that's yeah. what it is. So, um, and even when people go to church, like everything they believe outside of church, they still believe it when they go to church. They don't, the Bible doesn't really change their mind. They might, they might think it does, but they really don't. Like once they leave church and go home, everything they believe in, they're still going to believe in it. No. Um, hmm. I don't know what the Bible said about having multiple wives, but you know, in the Sunnis community, that's the thing. And don't yeah. matter. Pastors have multiple wives. They don't care. You know? Yeah. So it's very, I think the hardest part, like this, I've been listening to a lot of, um, criticisms against, um, Christianity lately. Just, I don't know. I, I really like trying to understand the arguments. Um, I've, I have a lot of question marks on my end. Um, and so I just, I, I, it's nice to kind of hear the other side, um, from, from people that are actually like genuinely smart not just saying the church is stupid and you say why well because it's stupid okay well thanks i feel much smarter now you know like people that have genuinely like they've read the bible and 
they understand it, but they have a completely different perspective. I, I've really been um, finding it interesting to listen to that. But one one of the things that um, was talked about, um, Sam Harris is, um, I have a feeling I'm probably going to get smacked pretty hard for promoting um the idea of understanding. Okay. I guess I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to insert why I, why I think this is important. Um, uh, when I watched, have you seen the movie spotlight? No. So spotlight is a movie about what happened in the Catholic church when the, um, priests were raping and molesting kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what was going on in the Catholic church at all. Um, I had always had the negative view of Catholicism, but realistically, just to be fair, the only reason I thought that was because I wasn't Catholic. It was always, they're the other group of church. So like, I didn't really have any understanding other than the fact that it was boring and they wear weird outfits, um, you know, so, um, but when I watched that movie, it gave me a lot of insight. And so I remember I talked to, um, I talked to someone in my family and I was just like, I really think that you should watch this, um, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And they were like, I don't really want to focus on that. I like to focus on the good things. And I, I thought it was so ignorant because the, when I, when I watched that and I saw it, I realized how blind I was just to one thing. And if someone came up to me and said, like, Oh, you know, God is stupid. The church is stupid. And I said, why It's just like, well, because the pastors rape kids. I'd be like, no, they don't. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? Yes, they do. They, there's reports on this. How do you not know? And I would have been the completely unaware idiot saying that the church is perfectly fine. And it probably wasn't that many pastors. I don't, I've never heard of it. So it can't be that big of a deal. Like I, that would have been me. And so the reason I think in that same spirit is the reason that I listen to, I've been listening to counter arguments with Christianity. So the reason, so back to Sam Harris, the person that I've been listening to, I do not think that it is okay for me to be unaware of any argument against people for any reasons they have against the church, because I'm going to be that same situation. If someone comes up to me and says, what about this? And I have no idea. And so that's, I think that is, it is absolutely imperative that we understand the arguments against the church if we have any chance of even countering it so it doesn't sidewind us. So point being, back to that, he said, he made a point on the idea of everyone has this view that they are correct in, like he, he has a very negative view towards, um, Islam, um, because, um, he, I haven't read the Quran, so I'm I'm quoting his quote of the Quran. So th- just to be fair, but there's jihad in in the Quran. The jihad is is the uh, you you kill all of the um, the infidels in in the name of Allah. I'm probably butchering what it actually says. Yeah. Now, so there are people who give a generous take on jihad saying that it's a metaphor saying like, okay, you kill the jihad in you. It's the part of you that wants to resist God. You kill that. Okay. Well, the hard part is the text actually says kill the infidel. So there's going to be people who are reading that book and genuinely thinking, Oh, I should do this because it says I should do this. And then, you know, and so the problem is the fact that the text 
can be interpreted on so many different levels, metaphorical, literal, um, and that happens with the Bible. So like when it comes to the Sudanese community saying that they can accept multiple wives, well, you could easily just look at King Solomon and be like, well, he had 700. I only have three. And King Solomon yeah. was the wisest, was the wisest king in the world. So, you know, exactly. like, and, and I know that there would be several people who would say, well, you know, King Solomon, his reign came to a terrible end because those wives corrupted him. You can also say that, but also, I mean, you could come back and say, well, his, his fame was also at its peak and he still had multiple wives. It wasn't until he started having the multiple wives that made him worship multiple gods yeah. that, you know, so like there's just so many different layers in which you can, um, view the Bible. And I, I think it's so, um, it's dangerous and scary because, um, we all think we're right. And yeah. no one, no one likes the idea of being told like, Oh, you're just looking at it wrong. Cause they're like, no, that's not possible. You know, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's scary. And, and the same thing could happen when it comes to the idea of, I mean, porn, I mean, obviously porn isn't listed in the Bible of things not to do, <laughs> um, but you know, like there's, I'm sure there's like, there's a, there's strong arguments for the fact that there are natural urges that are built within your body. And yeah. like there's scripture that says, you know, if a man needs to relieve himself, he needs to go outside of the camp. Like, okay. So you go outside the camp and then it says, I'm pretty sure it says like, you can't go into the temple for a week cause you're unclean. Um, but I mean, it's essentially saying like guys are going to do guys are going to jack off, <laughs> just do it out there, out there and you right. can't go to, <laughs> um, and so like, I, I don't know if that means that it's saying that it's morally fine, but the point is it says something there. Um, that people could take and translate as, oh, well, this is fine. So um, I've been really interested in people that say, oh, I think that porn is is fine because like in my paradigm, it's just completely, I've seen very negative side effects. But then, I mean, for you, you kind of used it as a way of not being a complete manho. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to hear that, that yeah. idea. Um, so. Yeah, man, but when I come to going back to the Bible, I, I, I kind of believe that there's like God could reach different people in different ways. So, when there's different religions, I don't know how true those are, but I feel like God can easily come out a different way to say, like, okay, this is the best way I'm going to reach these people over here. And they did say in the Bible that He sent a lot of disciples to go to different places and go to preach, preach the word. You know, what if they just happened to speak different languages and wrote different uh, versions of the Bible in different ways? No, I mean, that's also possible too. I know I heard that many times. You know, they always said uh, the message was important. You know, if you got the, a lot of when you when you go to the origin of all the uh, religions, like it's it's always two people how you want to be treated. A lot of times, that's always the bottom line and the message that they're trying to preach. And, you know, and I I feel like if everybody just lived by that right there, it don't matter what, what religion you are, you 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 would be just fine. You'd be a decent person if you just treat everybody how you want to be treated. You know, yeah. Cause I know they there was a time when my people they didn't really have the Bible at this time, and I just refuse to believe just because they didn't have the Bible that all those people went to hell, you know. And yeah, I'm pretty sure you know God reached them in His own way to where you know they know God at that time. Cause yeah, I, that that's just that's just where I'm at, where I'm at with it. I just think God can reach different people in different ways. It don't always have to be yeah. one one way. Uh, and also, I remember when, was that, when you remember when we was at Skyler House and we had this uh, conversation about, uh, I think it was, uh, 
I don't know who was talking about a particular quote, or it was something that was said in our Bible. And you and you said like uh, people you sometimes take the Bible too literal when it could be a metaphor for something else. And yeah, I've been thinking about that later. Then I started thinking like, what if the whole Bible was a metaphor for other things? It's not technically what people think it is. What if the whole Bible is a metaphor? Yeah. But you know, dead. And then what? Right. I. <laughs> oh man. Um. I I love the idea. I mean, not not in a way of like I, I think that we should prove that it is a metaphor. I think it's a fascinating idea. Um, I think some things obviously are a literal account. Like, okay, this person was the father of this person. This yeah. person was the father of this. It's like, okay, obviously they were just writing genealogy. Yeah. Um, but certain things are. I mean. The best way that I can I can say is is like the prodigal son. I know I think I probably said this in that conversation. The prodigal son we know is yep. a parable. He 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 wasn't a real person. He didn't exist in history. But when Jesus told the story of the prodigal son, uh, we can take truths from that of how to live and apply it to our lives, and essentially say that if I'm a father, I can always welcome back my son and love him so much. And this is also the way that God loves me, that I can screw up so much, but once I come back, he will always welcome me back in open arms. It didn't happen in history. The prodigal son never happened. And so, you know, we insert the word parable and we're like, oh, that's fine. So an interesting argument that I would put that is like, okay, let's just say that the Noah's Ark or Cain and Abel was a parable or a metaphor. And in the text... It was damaged and the word parable was burnt off or t torn off. Yeah. And so we, we, for, we missed the part where it says this is a parable. And so for the last however many thousands of years, we're like, oh, it, it, you know, Noah's Ark had to have happened. It literally happened or the Bible is fake. And yeah. it's just like, okay, well, what if, what if it didn't? And like, let's just say they didn't like, okay, the, the story of Cinderella and of Hansel and Gretel does not say this is not a true story. This is a parable. This is a metaphor. They don't say those things. Yeah. They tell a story like you don't go into Avengers and it does not say not based on true story. Yeah. Like you can just infer and like we learn how to live by watching, you know, Iron Man makes his sacrifice and we learn like good characteristics, bad characteristics. Like yeah. it's not good to be purple and try and kill half of the human race. You know, that's the bad guy. Don't be Thanos. Yeah. Be like Iron Man. Like, you know, we can infer those things and the story doesn't have to tell us whether or not it's a true story or not. So when it comes to the idea of if the Bible has metaphorical sense, yeah. I, I think that that is perfectly possible. And it doesn't mean that it nullifies the Bible either. If we find out that Noah never built an ark and that ne there never was a flood across the earth, yeah. then it's just like, okay, great. Then that just means that the, the Noah's story was a metaphor and we can try and apply it to our lives like a parable. Yeah. And then you move on. It doesn't nullify the Bible. It doesn't mean the Bible is less important or I, 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 I don't know. I just think it's an, like when people say it had to have happened or else the Bible is completely fake. I just think that they're looking at it completely wrong. So, yeah. 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 But we're all the way off topic on this one. <laughs> yeah, we are. We like, so yeah, I, I was, okay, okay, I knew I, we uh, went on a bit of a, yeah. So going back to the, to the topic that we're supposed to be talking about, uh, do you right. think it's a, you think it's an America thing or cause I don't, I don't know how many people struggle with it outside of the United States. 
or just North America in general? Do you so a few things that I do know. Um, so, I mean, a couple things is one, men are biologically wired for sex. Like, yeah. I, I mean, obviously so are women, but men are much more visual. So I think that porn is definitely a, a, an easy thing for men to want to get attached to. Um, uh, two, I know that porn makes up for more than 50% of the internet. Um, yeah. so that it, and it, it makes like, I think it's close to, a, I might be even underballing. I think it's like close to a hundred billion dollars a year. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just America. I'm sure America is a lot. I've heard that in Germany that there's just nudity all over in the streets. Um, and that there's just like, there's less filter over like if you're a kid or not. Um, so I don't think it's just America. Um, I, I think that, um, Oh yeah. And the other thing is at least and see, I don't know where this survey was done, but according to a survey that I, some of the data that I've read, um, it, it said that 85% of men, um, struggle with pornography. So I don't know if that survey was completely done only in Western civilization. I would assume that it probably didn't reach Africa, but you know, it, um, I think that it just makes sense to me that if you were to leave people alone to have whatever you want, like, it's just like, okay, you can see whoever you want. Yeah. She can do whatever you want and you can have it whenever you want. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like putting a rat in a cage with a water full of cocaine. It's just like, well, why would you not take the, co like, there's just no reason not to do it. So, yeah. um, I don't know if it's as addictive or as crazy everywhere, but I think that if people have whatever they want, most of the time we pick what we want. Um, so I don't know that that's kind of my perspective on it. I don't know factually if it does actually reach, yeah. um, anything outside of the West, but. Yeah. So you, from what you know, you think it's like, as look at, looked at as like a bad thing, like around other countries or, cause I feel like in America is a big thing. Like the issue about, uh, porn addiction is real, but you know, I, I never really been to other countries to kind of like experience experience uh what the issue with it over there i just know my country is not a thing but no right um i mean that's hard to say i mean like i mean you made an interesting point like y your church didn't focus on certain things and so you guys don't see it as that as big of a deal yeah. like so i i think that there's something to be said about what is emphasized about morality yeah. that causes people to think that certain things are right and wrong so I think that that's a big factor that needs to be taken in, into account. Um, I, I don't know, like I, cause I've, I have people that I am close to where in their marriage, they both are perfectly fine with looking at porn. They're perfectly fine with their spouses going to the strip club and they're, they're just, they're this, that's fine. And like, you know, the husband doesn't get mad when the wife does and the wife doesn't get mad when the husband does. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I find it fascinating because in my mind, if my wife went to a strip club, I would immediately just be like, excuse me. <laughs> like, you know, like my, je my jealousy would yeah. just come up in storms and yeah. the same sense. I know if I went to a strip club, I wouldn't hear the end of it, <laughs> you know, she yeah. would not be okay with it. So yeah. I find it fascinating that there's different worldviews. And so I, I, I don't know if I can say that it's a hundred percent guaranteed that everyone knows it's wrong and they're just ignoring it. Like, cause that's kind yeah. of arrogant of me to think that my worldview applies to everyone. Um, yeah. but 
I think based on what I've learned of what it does to your brain, you could say that it's definitely not, it's at least not beneficial. Um, but I've heard arguments otherwise. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I heard, I heard this quote before that said, um, if you love anything too much, it's, it's going to end up killing you. So basically anything, it doesn't matter how good it is. If you love it too much, it's not going to be good for you in the end. So I, I would like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Even drinking a lot of water can kill you. So that definitely anything to kill you. So. Right. So within that part of you, your community, like that doesn't really share it. Do you think that that's, do you think that that's a bad thing or do you think that it's fine that like, cause you said that most of the time, if it's like, what did you say? I think you said if it's a psychological or a mental problem, yeah. you guys just aren't aware of it or don't talk about it. Um, do you think that that's a bad thing or do you think that that's just something that America has emphasized? Um, you know, we're very like mental health. Like, do you think that the West takes it too far? Me personally, I feel like it's, it's two different people. So for the people that grew up here in the U S or in the Western world, I think they need to talk about it because the life here is different than the way it is in Africa. So in Africa, you don't have to really talk about much, and you could be fine. But here, I feel like mentally, just the way the, the people, Sudanese people are growing up here, is the life is different from. But I, I think it would be okay. It should be, uh, they should speak about it. Because I, I feel like a lot of, even like a lot of youth that I know, that they, they, they got a lot of like mental issues right now. And I don't think they know how to like let that out. And you just, and they can't talk to their parents about it because their parents, they don't know how things work in America really, you know. So let's say a kid uh, came up to the to their parent and was like, oh, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with this. They're going to be like, shut up, grow up, you know, stop being a baby. That's, that, that was going to be their response, you know, deal with it, find a way to deal with it. They're not going to be like, okay, I should maybe get them a therapist so where they could go talk to somebody, you know. Right. So I'm I'm with that old generation to where, like, if, you, if you're going through something, you just got to find a way to deal with it, you know. You don't, you don't need to go to nobody for help. That's looked at as a weakness, you know. And I know it's not just a sort of people think, it's a lot of people think, but we really, really emphasize that, that you got to be a man about everything. Like, as a baby, they tell you, you don't cry about nothing. If you cry, you get whooped on the spot. You know, you cry too long, mm-hmm. you, get, you don't get whooped again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, I think that the kids here that, that grew up in the U.S., they should definitely, like, find somebody to talk to about it. You know, if it's something to feel like it's, it's killing them on the inside, and they should definitely find somebody to speak to, because... The life here in the U.S. is not the same as the, uh, the life back home. The way they deal with things back there, it's not the same here because these kids are Americanized, you know. Their mind right. is, is America, you know. So the parents can't expect them to act like they grew up in Africa when they didn't, you know. It's, it's different over here. Uh, and the the problem is even, like, sometimes, like, the, the youth here, they don't even know how to communicate with their, uh, their parents. Like, they don't even know how to come to them and be like, I'm struggling with this because a lot of times they wouldn't even know how to speak more. You know, mm-hmm. you know their mother, their mother's tongue. You know, so just the communication just makes it harder as it is just by communicating something. You know, so I definitely. Do you feel think like, that? Go ahead. I was just gonna say they they should definitely be like, you know, reaching out to somebody, and that's another thing too. Like us, it's it's not easy for us to trust somebody. So you going to somebody to be like, hey, I got all this going on, and just letting it all out. Yeah, that that part is hard as well. Like we. We don't like to open up to anybody, no. And do you think that that's something that is 
So like I, I could agree at least with the idea of like the people who grew up in America should probably, you know, because there's that cultural difference. Yeah. Do you think that I'm having trouble just wrapping it around my head? Like, I just think that when someone says, oh, you just need to bottle it up and be a man. Well, I, and I know that part of that is because I'm in a Western society. I think that that's just crude and wrong. Do you, do you see it a different way? Like, do you think that that's beneficial for you? Like, or do you think that it would be more beneficial if people were to adopt more of a open type of conversational relationship? I mean, for me personally, I feel like it has advantages and disadvantages. So for me personally, I feel like it can, it could, it could build character, just learning how to like handle things on your own. But sometimes people got to know that sometimes there's a limit to where you need help at this limit right here. You can't go any further. You did all you can, and now just ask for help. And I think that's where people need to see that, okay, this is where I need to just, because now when I, I see a lot of people, right, for example, like I have people that I know just not that close to, but I'm friends with them like on social media and stuff. And people, they will make posts like, Oh, uh, when I'm I'm going when I'm going through stuff, nobody reach out to me. You know what I mean? So, okay, you could just find a way to reach out to somebody. You don't have to wait for somebody to reach out to you. You know, and people don't reach mine. People all people think, oh, yeah, man. I, you know, let me just you know call so and so. That might be going through something. No, that's just 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 not how it works. You no, know? but for me personally, I feel like the kind of person that I am. You no. Know, Going through what I want to make me a stronger person, uh, I, I could I could I could handle certain things just because of the way I, I was you know, the way I was raised. I could handle certain things. Uh, there's benefits to it, but who but who said like maybe if I had things a lot easier, maybe like my life would be a lot better than where it's at right now. Who knows, you know? But just because it made me strong doesn't mean it made my life better, you know? So I think right. people just need, people just need to find that you know. The, the low suppression to where you could be like, okay, I need to be, you know, mentally strong to handle this thing right here. But as soon as I know I can't do anymore, I need to find a way to reach out to somebody. Yeah. 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 I, I could agree with that. I find it, it is very interesting because I, I think that our culture takes, has taken certain things too far. Like something that I've always made fun of is the idea of like participation trophies. Like you get a trophy just because even if you lost, um, (laughs) you never, you never tell someone that did, that they did a bad job. You only tell them a good job. Um, you don't want to hurt people's feelings, politically correct. All of that stuff has never sat well with me. Um, but sometimes people are like, like, I guess a good example, like when I used to work at the bank, there were things that I would like, I don't know. I, I would never say this to a customer. Um, like I would never say, Oh, you're really bad with money, you know? But if I'm talking about a customer and I'm like, yeah, they're just really bad with money. People be like, you can't say that. It's just like, (laughs) how else am I supposed to say something, you know? And like, but I would, I, but I'd be willing to talk to this person in a nicer way. Like I, I would be like, okay, look, like, Last month you spent this. Yeah. The month before you spent this. This isn't going to work if you want to keep doing that. Like I'm willing to have that conversation. I just won't say it as bluntly as you're bad with money. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a way that you can talk to people and tell them the truth. But I think that we, the West has just gotten 
it really bad. They're just taking it too far where we're not even willing to tell people the truth. Like, it's like, nope, we don't have to go there. We don't have to, if it hurts their feelings, we don't need to tell them something. It's just like, I, I am not comfortable with that whatsoever. And so I do think that we need to kind of toughen up a bit more, um, because I think it does, it weakens us by me making everyone accommodate to everyone. Definitely. And it's a new community. If you're not doing what they feel is your best, or oh, they don't call you out on it. Your mom, your dad, yeah. they will let you, you guys know. be roasting. They will let you know to the point where your feelings might get hurt. You know? Right. And the problem with that is now like the kids here, like they don't understand that's just that's just tough love, right? Mm-hmm. They watch all these T V shows and all these movies and they and they see these kids and their parents telling them, Oh, good job even when they're not doing good, right? That's, mm-hmm. And they think that's what their parents are going to do too. And that's just not, that's just not the case. Dude, those are not your parents. Those are movies. No, that, that's not real life. Right. So, well, at least not for you guys. Uh, yeah. it, it is for a lot of people, but, um, yeah. but even yeah. me, I, I'm at that same, you know, I got, I got a son, so I got to like kind of balance it out. Like, I don't want to be too soft, but I don't want to be too harsh because I know this, this is different right. for him, you know, but I don't want to just be like, oh, Oh, you're doing good all the time when, when I know that you're not right. doing his best, you know. When, when he, have you found it hardest to tell him hard truths? Oh, no, I always tell him. Oh, yeah? I, I always tell him. But What about, like, it, what's it the just, hardest thing just to tell some, him? Sometimes I tell him, try to tell him in a, in a nicer way, you know. Uh, so sometimes, like, you know, we play basketball. I take him to his game. And sometimes I feel like, like he, just, he just didn't try hard, you know, for whatever reason. I feel like he just didn't play well. And I know because, like, when, when me and him play practice, I know he's way better than the way he's just playing the game right now. And, you know, some one game they were playing kids that were, like, a lot older than him right there, like, a grade ahead or two. And he was he was playing kind of scared. And, you know, so after the game, I was like, you know, again, I was like, what you playing scared for, you know? It's just basketball. It's not like you're about to fight nobody. Like, don't play scared. It doesn't matter how big somebody is. This is basketball. It's about skills. and It's not about how big you are. Like, don't be scared, you know? So I had to, I had to get on him, you know, but... I I don't know if it's if it's in his gym, but he 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 take uh, criticism pretty well for a kid, you know. Hmm. Um, and another thing, like so, a lot of a lot of kids on his team, like like when they would like fall, somebody would run them over or something, like they would start crying on the basketball court. And I seen them. He he sees his friend, his teammate doing that. So one day he attempted to try to do it too. He tried, he to, tried crying. Yeah, he tried crying. Yeah. So I, just, I told him. <laughs> Don't do don't do that. That's there's no need for you to be crying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's grown. interesting. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, he was already seven. Uh, yeah, seven at this time. So I tell him yeah. there's no need for you. To, you don't need to be crying on the basketball court. You got ran up. It's fine. You fall. You get up. You don't need to be crying on the basketball court. But I think he's wanted to do that because his a lot of his teammate was doing that. You no, know? mm-hmm. so, but I feel like they had an edge where you too you too old man. You can't just be crying for no reason. Like, so I had to I had to get on him. But yeah, he hasn't has never done it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. You know, he's probably going to be in some therapy session in 20 years being like, I, I remember one time my dad told me I shouldn't be crying and I've been holding it all in for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, but That's I told crazy. him, I told him you're going to cry. Make sure it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good reason. Like, it's, I, told, I told him crying is it's not a problem. It's not the problem. It's not about crying. It's about why you're crying. You know, mm-hmm. if you really hurt, if somebody like, you know, Turns your ankle really bad and you want to just cry. Okay, that's fine. But if somebody just came and ran you over real quick, 
you know, you can just get up and just you man up with that. But if you really hurt, right. it's okay to cry. I told him that. If you really hurt, you don't you don't have to hold that in. If you hurt, you yeah. hurt. Okay, you can cry. It's fine. But right. don't don't try to find like some some song. Oh yeah, I'm hurt. I'm gonna cry. No. Right. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. So do you think um do you think that it would be beneficial to have people try to have conversations about porn in general or do you think because of that cultural difference um it would it, it's just it's fine the way it is like do you think that reaching out to more people having them have this conversation would be something that's beneficial or just I mean it's just something. I mean I'm going to be honest somebody could try but I don't think nothing going to come out of it. Right. Like, like, let's say you wanted to call some some type of meeting and be like, I want to talk to you guys about porn. I don't think about it. Well, I think a meeting sounds really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it'd just be the white guy being like, hey, guys, we need to talk about well, this. Well, you, could be, you could be Sudanese, too. It could be me. I could call yeah. that right now. But like, hey, guys, I think this could be going on in the community, but we don't talk about it enough. I think we should get together and discuss it. I don't think anybody's going to show up because nobody really sees anything wrong with it. Hmm. So do you think it would have to be on the individual level that you talk about it? Definitely, you have to be somebody you know. You have to be one on one. Uh, I mean, let's say you put that message out there, right? If there's somebody, there might be one person out there who feel like they need help, so they might like message you directly. But like, you know, I could talk to you one on one, but I'm not going to a group to talk about it. No. Yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah, I'm. I messaged a couple people um, that were Sudanese and. you, you know, I was, I'm really grateful that you, you were willing to talk about it, but yeah, I got, uh, some responses. Uh, one was like, Oh, I've never dealt with it and I'm not, I don't need to talk about it. It's like, <laughs> okay. Like, like, you know, so like the having never dealt with it, I, I, it's hard for me to believe, but you know, yeah. whatever, you know, but the, on the other end, um, it, it's kind of interesting to be able to, um, just to see that other perspective. Cause yeah. I, like, like I said, it's, it's literally like, it's like there's, you're both looking at the same thing, yeah. but you both see something completely different. And I, I find yeah. that absolutely fascinating. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know, this, this is going to sound crazy, but like, if you ever like ask somebody, if you dealing with a porn problem, they're going to be like, what? Man, that's a white boy thing. What you talking about? That's exactly <laughs> what they're going to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, they, nobody, they don't think it's yeah. something that's what a new person could deal with. Right. Okay. So, how uh, do you think that this could be a reason? Do you think that it would be looked at at porn like you only need to use porn when you can't get some? Do you think that might be it? Definitely. I feel like that's probably like what people would like think. Oh, you watch porn? Why you don't get none? So you have to go right porn. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That that that's probably what it would be. But even like me being the person now, I don't feel like this. The reason why I should be watching porn when I could be doing the real thing. You know what I mean? So right. Yeah. That's like as much as I don't think as much as I feel like just cause I've been a trip, right? I know that they could mentally message you, right? Just watch your phone all the time. But the only thing that I see is wrong is if uh if I'm if I'm in a relationship with somebody, right? And I'm always watching phone all the time, I feel like okay, maybe there's an issue there. But if I'm single and I feel like I white porn, I don't I, I feel like I wouldn't see any issue there at all. Cause I feel like who's my hurting? I'm single. I'm not really doing yeah. nothing, but yeah. you know, the mental uh, damage that might be happening, I might not be able to know at that time. Right. Yeah. yeah I think that's a very, there's a the very hard argument to go against with that. When people like say, just let me do what I want. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah. Um, the hard part against that, that like, and there's no way that you can actually back this up. 
Yeah. But I think that it's very interesting because, like, let's just ask you, if you were to ask yourself a question, is this something that benefits you? And whatever your answer is, let's just say for, for one person, they say it's not hurting me, but I don't think it benefits me. Okay, yeah. no. Okay, so what would happen if you took your life and you only started focusing on things that you knew would make you stronger and you started taking away things that you knew make you weaker? Yeah. And what type of person would you become? How much more beneficial could you be to yourself, to your spouse, to your family? And like as that grows to your community. Yeah. Um, and so when you say, oh, I can do this thing and it doesn't hurt me. Well, it actually does play an impact on the type of person that you become five years from now, because it's something that isn't focused on you becoming that best version of yourself or whatever that is called for you, you know, yeah. best Christian, best person. Um, so like when people say it's not hurting anyone, well, technically, Imagine you did that for five years and let's just say in five years, it led you to be at a, at a specific place and a specific time. And it led you to help someone at that time. Okay. That person would not be getting help at that time. If it weren't for you having built yourself up for those last five years. So that person now without that help is being hurt by your absence so like there is a void, like a vacuum that is created by you not creating yourself to be the best person you can be. It's just, it's, it's hard to hold that against people and it's hard to tell them that they are responsible for who they could be as much as who they are. Um, and so I don't know that it's, that's kind of the way that I view it, but it doesn't really, I don't know how much that actually convinces someone. It's been really helpful for me because it's like, okay, like if I actually like there is a damage to me not taking and putting myself together. I just can't see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what part of the reason why I wanted to do the podcast with you is because like, I wanted to understand more about it. Cause I know that there's people that deal with it, you know, especially like, you know, white people and maybe some African American, but and I, I just like, I never hear uh, so many people talk about it. So why is it that people that I know don't struggle with it? Like, so right. That's why I've been listening to all the episodes that you got put so I kind of see like, you know, what's the effects of it? Like, how do, how do they, right. um, how does, how does it affect your relationship and all that kind of stuff? So, but I, I think when it comes to this community, I think if for anybody to ever talk about it, like people first have to like realize that there's something wrong with it. But if they never yeah. realize there's something wrong with it, then there's never going to be a topic that's brought up and nobody will right. discuss it and talk about it. So for as long as, you know, Nobody ever like that. People know. Maybe our kids, maybe we'll be able to tell them this is wrong. But as far as this generation right now, of Sudanese, it's probably it's probably over with for them. Right. Yeah. I think the hard part with that view um, is, I. I don't know if there's a way to really prove, I mean, like you could look at data on what it does to your brain. So I know that there's brain scans and you could probably give some proof of what it, how it negatively impacts you. But, um, the hard part with saying, do you have a porn addiction or do you have a problem with porn is most people are going to say no because they don't see it as a problem. Um, you know, they, they don't know what it's doing to them. They don't know how difficult it might be if they actually tried to stop, yeah. you know, like, like, let's just say that someone watches it once every 
two weeks, once every month. Um, you know, they can get some, but you know, they don't mind filling in a few of the lonely spots with some porn. Um, like if you were to say, okay, look, you can never do it again. Try and stop. If they actually took that seriously and they tried, I think that it would probably be harder than most people would expect. Um, and I think that that's when you, that's when you realize that it is a bit of an addiction. Um, like, like people don't realize they have a cigarette addiction until they realize they can't stop. And so when it comes to porn, if you don't think that you have a problem with it, if you think that it's perfectly fine, um, if you have no issues with it whatsoever, well then you're not going to think that you have a problem with it like by definite, by definition. And so, um, my only challenge that I've given to other people is just like, just see what would happen if you told yourself you can't do it. And if it's not difficult for you, then okay, then maybe you don't have an addiction, but if it is difficult, then you'd kind of start to realize, Oh, maybe this is, this is something worse than I thought. It's kind of like having an addiction to caffeine. Like you don't know you're addicted to it until you stop drinking coffee and then you have massive headaches and you're like, Whoa, okay, I need my coffee. So I don't know. It's kind of like that. You know, it's funny you say that because, like, I always do that, right? Like, let's say I like something a little too much, right? I'll always give myself, like, two weeks. Like, let me, let me see if I go two weeks without this thing just to make sure that I'm not addicted to it. So I would do it every now and then, right? And then Mary, I always be like, why are you doing that? What's that for? And I would tell her, <laughs> I'm just testing myself. I want to make sure that I don't have right. that addictive personality to where oh, I'm addicted to a certain thing. You know, so uh, I would do that with coffee because, you know, at my work, I would drink a lot of coffee. Like, I try to drink coffee every morning, but then I would, like, I don't want to be addicted to coffee. So I would try to go weeks without drinking coffee. And then I'd be like, okay, fine. Right. I'll stop when I want to. It's cool. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I love meat. I eat meat so much. But then you know, I would be like, okay, this whole month, I'm not going to eat no meat. Wow. Just, yeah. So then I would go. That's a cool months. challenge that you yeah. do to make sure that you're I, kind of in control. Yeah. Because I just don't want to be like, you know, accidentally end up being addicted to something without knowing. But then as soon as I start to realize, oh, I do this too much, then I try, I try to stop myself from doing it for a while to see, like, if it's an addiction or just something that I just like and I could stop when I want to. So I, yeah. I, would, I would do that. So I would be trying to tell Mary, you should do it sometime. But I don't think she listen to me. Cause <laughs> I know she's, I think, I'll be telling her, I think she's addicted to, to Pepsi, but she don't want to, she don't want to Oh, to Pepsi? She don't want to yeah. because she drinks Pepsi a lot. You know, yeah, so Nia Chen brings that up with. Go ahead. No, that was it. Okay, Nia Chen tries to bring that up with the with the with the kids. It's yeah. like, don't you think that you're addicted to your phones? And it's like, okay, well, some. I th- I think it's absolutely obvious and apparent that they're addicted to their phones. The yeah. problem isn't the fact that they're addicted. The problem is they don't care. That yeah. the, the word the word addiction doesn't matter to them because like if they were like because in in their mind it's just like okay well what am I gonna do if I'm not on my phone yeah. so like it doesn't it doesn't resolve the problem and that's one of the things that a lot of the time like one of the biggest things that I am constantly hearing is it's not about cutting out porn it's about what would you replace with it what would your life look like if you didn't have that void. Like if you filled that void with something else, what would your life look like? That's the most important thing. Like you want to realize, um, this is, there's actually a writing exercise that I'm doing right now. It's called the self authoring program and it has you go through your past, your present and your future. Um, uh, one of the things that it has you do is it has you go through your virtues. So the things that you're good at and you can like, so, and then you look at your, um, your deficiencies. So everything that you're bad, that's bad about you. 
And then when it gets to the future authoring program, what it what it does is it has you be like, okay, with those deficiencies, what would happen if you let your worst habits, your worst fantasies, and your the worst parts about you, if you just let them have the way that they would go, yeah. if it would, you know, the way that you would go. So like, you know, I have a proneness to, um, I ha- I know that the more I look at porn, the more I am susceptible to thinking of having an affair. So that's, that's a bit, so I uh, like, so when I go through that part of the writing exercise, I'm going to have to go down that rabbit hole and be like, okay, if I just let this have its way, where would it take me? And so then you get to down to the deepest part that you think that, that, you know, you could go. And then it's just like, whoa, that's scary. I don't want to go there. But then it also takes the virtues and it's just like, okay, look at the best parts of you. Okay. So if you were to take those parts of yourself and you were to hone them to something that was useful and the best way that it could be, where would it take you? And so then it's just like, oh, that that's pretty great. And so you have this dynamic of like, okay, I need to get rid of this thing because if I don't, it's going to take me here and I don't want to be there. But also there's a part of me that I want to reach that's going to take me there. And I do want to get there. So you're running from something that's terrible and you're running towards something that's great. And so I, I, I think that when people say, oh, are you addicted? It doesn't answer the well, where could you be question? And yeah. so they're like, well, I don't care. You know, why does it matter? Yeah. So. Yeah. The one thing that you just mentioned, uh, the one thing I've tried to get rid of yet is, is uh, my phone. It could be possible. Oh, I'm yeah? Be, I'm possible I could be addicted to my phone. Cause then I, I take my phone everywhere with me. Except when I use the bathroom. That's probably about it. But That's yeah. funny. I don't know if I want to try that challenge. <laughs> I switched to a flip phone. I told you that, right? Yeah, you told me. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Think um, I can, I don't the uh, the one thing that I tell myself is, oh man, te- the technology is taking over anyway. So what's the point of fighting it? That's what right. I tell myself. It's a hard um, argument. It's yeah. a it's a good point. Um, uh, when I had to get the iPad though, because I had to get Airbnb notifications. Yeah. Um, so I had an I got an iPad with cellular so that I could get those notifications when I'm on the go. Yeah. It, it realistically, just to be honest, it just replaced the phone. Like, yeah. you know, I'm on it probably just as much, if not more than yeah. I was on my phone. So I don't know if getting the flip phone really was beneficial to me. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the being able to separate because of the society is going that way is a really, um, is a really hard thing. Yeah. Uh, man, I got a 1% on the, on the laptop right now. Okay. I'm not, I'm not well, close to where I could connect. To a, uh, a okay. Charger. All right, we're back. Thanks for plugging everything back in. Yep. So we were talking about the, um, like, what would happen. Like, you never know the potential harm that you could be doing by not reaching your best self. Right. And yeah. so there's there's the, um, like, it's hard. You can't really hold that against people because yeah. it's like, well, you know, you could have helped this person if you would have put yourself together. But at the same time, it's a good question. It's like, you know, who knows how much benefit you could be to the world if you actually put yourself together. So um, yeah. it's it's more a crime of omission rather than a, a crime of commission. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I think anytime somebody takes you anything, it's not a good thing. It doesn't matter how minor it might be. Once If you addicted to something, that man is taken away from something else. Right. Always. So. Yeah. We, it's very interesting the way that we are wired, just, you know, the, 
the things that bring us pleasure aren't always the best things. And then sometimes right. the best things don't bring us pleasure. They bring us misery. You know, it's exactly. so strange, you know, we're, we're, we're very like working out. It's, it's obviously beneficial, but no one, okay. I can't say no one, but no one in their right mind wants to work out. So exactly. Yeah. But see, that's what I don't get it. I don't know who to blame. Like, do we blame God or do we blame the devil? Like, who, right. who did that to us? Right. You know what I mean? So, that's I funny. But, yeah. Yeah, the best thing for you are always the hardest thing to do. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that's also, it, it can be interesting about that same, the opposite side of that coin is when people will do, sometimes they'll do the harder thing because it's the harder thing. Because, yeah. you know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's almost like that self-martyrdom aspect where they're, they'll do something. Right. It's just like, oh, you know, I've just got to be the good person in this. But it's just like, no, like you don't need to do that. So we've got this. We're such weird creatures. You know what I mean? We like we're, we're so weird. It's crazy, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody explained the human mind one day. Like, I know they've been studying it for hundreds of years, but yet they can't really figure out how the mind works. Right. But. Yeah. We're, we're so complicated. It's fascinating. Yeah. Like it, I, I say this now thinking like, Oh, it's so cool to live in this time when we're discovering yeah. so much, but in 200 years, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to be like, Oh my gosh, 200 years ago, they didn't know anything about the brain, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see the SpaceX launch today? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Crazy man. That's a, that's a, that's a big thing, right? Right. I think they haven't launched since, since what, uh, 2011? Yeah, something like that. I think, that's, I think that's what they said. Yeah, America, like, we apparently got out of the the shuttle business, and so they were trying to, you know, revamp it and modernize it. And so then mm -hmm. Elon Musk came to save the day. So, so crazy. That guy, that guy, man, I don't know what's up with his brain because he's just on a different level than everybody else, it seems. He, he is. He is. It's such, so, a, like, it's I, such a big deal. I want to know what's like, how did you, how did you come to be that smart? Right. Probably born. I mean, a lot of it, he probably just got the right genes, just given a good brain. But I don't know. I don't know anything about him, but like, is his parents like smart too or what? Or is it just him? I don't know. I actually don't. Yeah. I don't know that. Did you listen to his uh, episode recently with Joe? With Joe Rogan? The, yeah. The recent one? Yeah. I just, uh, uh, so, so in yeah, the last so month. Yeah. So yeah, two of them with them. Yeah, he just had one okay. in the last month. It's it's quite okay. fascinating. No, I only seen the the first one, the one where he smoked. <laughs> no, there. not that, that one. one. No, I was actually the the, the reason that I watched, I listened to it because I was I was aware of the reputation that the first one had. So I was just like, oh, this yeah. will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, the first one I, I listened to the first one. I haven't listened to this new one yet. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, he's yeah. talking about he's t he talked about SpaceX. He talked about the Neuralink. They're gonna try and connect people's brains and um yeah it's it's quite fascinating i i've always loved space ex exploration so I, I i do find it um it's fascinating that we're you know like we're gonna reach a point where like i hope it's in my time but you know realistically yeah. in a couple generations we're gonna reach a point where we will be able to just go to the moon for vacation like you know how cool yeah. that would be like that'd just be, be amazing cool, like oh screw no, it they'd have disney moon you know what I mean? Right. Like screw Disney World, go to Disney yeah, Moon, Disney man. World. Like, right, right. <laughs> no, that would be amazing, man. Like all that stuff is fascinating to me. Like I remember when the uh, when the article came out about two weeks ago, about a week ago, about how they found a different uh, a parallel universe. 
but everything was moving backwards. Did you read about that one? Uh, uh-uh, I did not. Yeah, there was an article that was going around talking about uh, they had discovered a parallel universe, but everything was moving backwards. But I guess ever since that came out, they saying it was all made up. So I guess it wasn't real. Interesting. But I was super, I was super excited for it because right. all that kind of stuff just, I'm just, it's just exciting to me, man. Right. Like, that the, the day that we actually go to Mars and people can live there, and it's gonna be alive, crazy. It's gonna be crazy, right? Like I would like to be the first people, one of the first people there. Seriously, like I was talking with Ben about that today. Like, you know that so they're gonna open up the International Space Station, uh, so yeah. two people a year can go and like a yeah. tourist attraction, but it's gonna cost like I think fifty two million dollars a flight. Um, so like. I don't think I'll ever, <laughs> right. I don't think I'll ever have $52 million that I could spare. You know what I mean? If I ever got $52 million ever, I don't think I could spare it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean, you, mean? You never know. You write a book. What if your book did really good? And then all of a sudden, $52 million? I don't know, man. Because hey, like a good book being sold is like 3 million copies. Like that's a really successful book. So if that book is you like, you might get like $3 a share of that book. So maybe you made 6 million. So, I mean, I guess if I had, if you made 6 million and then you wrote 52, seven, eight, I'd need to write eight fantastically success, successful books and not spend any of that money. And then I could buy a ticket to the space station. And then, I mean, you know how many, how long they're only doing two a year. So, you know, like that that wait list will yeah. just i'll probably be dead before we, yeah we won't be alive for that right it's a bummer but yeah who Some, knows sometimes sometimes i always say like i wish i was alive back in the days but then i always wish i was born more in the future because they're gonna right. have a lot of cool things seriously but, but this year right here 2020 this is gonna be one of the craziest year ever like don't matter right. what generation you was born in they're gonna be talking about this year for a long time right but i mean because this going on right now man it's nuts, like, because, I mean, between COVID, that was nuts. Yeah. I mean, it still is nuts. And then yeah. what happened with with Floyd, like, that's just insane. Like, the everything that's going on with that is absolutely nuts. Like, and you compile that with COVID, that's already crazy. And then, you know, four days later, we've got SpaceX, and that's a big deal. Like, there's yeah. just, there's so many, like, big moments that are, that are going on that you could right. identify with 2020. It's just insane. Just like a lot of like random deaths too, like when Kobe died too, like that was just right. a random thing. Right. It was, just, it was just a wild year, man. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I feel. Like, I personally feel like this is the beginning of something. Like I don't think this is the end of it, but I don't know. What do you mean? Like it, which part are you talking about? COVID or what are you talking about? No, nah, just everything, man. I think there might be a turning in the world where things is just gonna go sideways, man. I don't know. Yeah. The end of work could not. be near. I don't want to right. sound like one of people, but the ending could be covered. Oh, don't don't get me started. I hate it when people start talking like that. It drives me nuts. People have been saying that since Jesus died. Yeah, no. You know, and like, and I I don't mean to take it lightly because I actually okay, I shouldn't even say that. I do take it lightly, so you know, yeah. you can judge me for that. But um, I I think that when I, I just don't understand what that does for people when they say, oh, it's going to be the end of the world. It's just like, okay, great. Now what? Are you going to stop going to work? Are you going to stop, you know, taking your kids to school? What things Nobody are going to change when you know it's the end of the world? If you change anything, then you're just crazy. And if you don't change anything, then you don't really believe it's the end of the world. So I just yeah. don't understand what what the pur- purpose of people hoping for or perf- 
prophesying the end of the world is going to do. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. But I joke about it, but I don't think the world's going to end anytime soon. I think a billion years from now, it's still going to be around. Right. You think that, so? That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think. What are your unless thoughts global, in, unless, when it comes to... kills us. Right. So what are your thoughts when it comes to the book of Revelation? Do you think that that's... I mean, that's... I mean, God, God's that's a timing... Big, God's timing is different, though. Yeah, so a billion so years it, is still not his one, timing. Yeah, that could, that, could, that, could be, that could be a day to him. Right. That could, that could right. be one day. That's funny. Know? But I just think, like, after a while, let's say 20 years from now, I think humans are going to find a way to where they could live longer. They're going to find new ways to, like, get rid of disease, all that kind of stuff. They're yeah. going to be living way better than we do now. Right. All the diseases are probably going to be cured by then. Yeah, uh, they're probably gonna come up with a way to to, uh, to fix the, uh, the climate, you know, global warming and all that. I'm 100% optimistic in that way too. I, I think so as well. I, I it honestly it, it bothers me when people are when people bring up the idea of the end of the world, like or you know what's gonna happen in Revelation, um, for a couple reasons. One, because we don't know what we do about it. You know, oh, we're just waiting for everyone to disappear and then okay, great. Like, I mean, and I shouldn't be so sarcastic about it. Like, if if that happens, okay, it it would be an incredible thing. Like, I should probably not even make a comment on it. I, 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 I'm, I'm talking about it so passively, so I guess I'll, I'll put the most, I'm going to try and put the most sincere respect to it. If it happens and when it happens, um, then it would be the most incredible thing the world has ever seen. So it would be the most significant event since, I mean, the day the earth was created if you know if, if that happens so I, I i can agree that it's a significant moment but when people talk about um i feel like there's such a passivity that people have when it's just like what's the point in trying to eradicate disease the bible says that diseases are going to go crazy at the end of the world so we know we're not going to eradicate disease or why are we going to try and go to mars because jesus is going to come back to earth well that's not going to so obviously <laughs> we're not going to make it to mars because jesus isn't going to go fly to mars and earth like you know like there's just this there's this passivity mindset that comes with thinking about Oh, well, there's no point in because of the end of the world. So, okay, so now what? No human progress? Oh, human progress doesn't matter because, you know, all of our goodness is is rags compared to God. It's just like this. I I do not like that that viewpoint. I think it, it allows us to take problems and just say they don't matter because Jesus is coming back. And I, I find that absolutely abhorrent. That would be kind of interesting to see. Okay, let's say people were got real smart to where they can go to different planets now right so i wonder how does the view of god coming back changes like do right think jesus is gonna he's gonna come with like oh he's gonna tell his gender he's gonna pick him up from over there right like, well so that's i've always thought about that with the antichrist <laughs> you know the antichrist is supposed to tempt everyone it's just like oh my god i've got to take that four month trip to go tempt the martians yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just right. crazy but okay. i don't know I, I'm I excited for the gonna, future. I'm, I was going to say, we're just going to just keep living because I, I probably don't think God has come back in our time. I don't think we're going to be around for it. I mean, we are okay. Oh, well. But yeah. I don't think I don't think it's going to come in our time, bro. Yeah. I don't know if you should say, oh, well. It's a big deal. <laughs> if, if, if you say, oh, well, maybe you won't disappear. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I should just delete this part. <laughs> 
Yeah, just go edit that part out. Man. I don't know if I should. I mean, it's it's such a hot topic. I just know, like, yeah. uh, okay, I know part of my audience. Like, I know that a lot of the people that are listening to this. It, I mean, I don't even know how many people are listening to this, but the amount of people that are listening to this that are probably in the church are pretty high. So I don't want to just smash down on some of these belief systems. Yeah. Um, but just cut that part out. I might. I really might. Yeah, they, they have nothing. They have nothing to do with the topic that we're talking right, about. Right. Fair enough. All right. Well, if I don't cut this out, I guess I, I do want to say I, I, I'm ranting on ideas, and this doesn't mean that this is my. This is my stance. So I, uh, but I, it, these are definitely thoughts that I do have. So, I mean, in the sake of truth, this yeah. is what I think. So, um, yeah. So, um, how do you even segue? <laughs> how do you segue back to, to porn when talking about going to Mars? Um, hey, well, yeah. Talk about how do you yeah. deal with porn? Right. Well, I guess and, when and we and get Mars. to Mars, <laughs> you're going to have the, the Mars porn stars that we're going to have to deal with. Man, those porn stars are out of this world. And it's just like, wow. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally out of this world. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Man. It's going to – I don't know. So I'm trying to think of any good questions that I I haven't asked. Like I'm sure there are some. I just can't can't think of anything. Yeah. Like is you, there you – don't, you, don't, you don't always write uh, questions down before you start a, a, a podcast? Um, I've always – no, not always. Um, yeah. The hard – the thing that I've always tried to do when it comes to conversations, I, I hate scripts. Like I hate speeches. Um, because it's like, it's like the words become, they're no longer alive. And so I like to try to like dance with the conversation and see if there's a way that we can actually flow. Like if, if what you talk about, like, let's just say I want to talk to you about statistically speaking, I found out that 4.5% of Sudanese men look, look at porn. Okay. Let's just say I was coming to the table with that stat. If, if you and I are talking about the Sudanese community and how we respond to that, where am I going to insert that? And so I'm going to, I'm going to be forcing that into the conversation. And I, I, right. I, I do not like that. And so I, I'd rather have a, a more free flowing conversation. Um, yeah. but preparation with questions kind of can work. Um, but, um, so I guess if you were to guess being as pessimistic as possible, how, what percentage of men do you think, um, were to in your, in the Sudanese community would, would realistically be looking at porn? Probably 90, 90% probably. What? <laughs> you think it's that yeah. high? I, I think everybody does. I just don't think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not an issue for a lot of people. I just don't know how often people do it. Right. I wouldn't say people do it every day. Yeah. But you know, it's white people. We're thirsty. We're lonely. We need to talk about our feelings. The, the reason why I said that is because uh, cause, uh, one of my homies, right, he told me one time how uh, he wanted to go visit this one lady, the older lady, and he accidentally walked up on her and she was watching porn, an older, older lady, so this lady, mm-hmm. and she was watching porn. So if, we, if the older women watching porn, there must be a high number of people who does not in the Sudanese community. Gotcha. Because you know I mean? in, my, in my head, I was thinking, okay, this is a younger people thing. It's the older people don't even touch porn. They don't even know technology that well anyway but when he told me that i was like what like, i was like okay maybe maybe the answer that too is not just right. know, younger people so yeah that's interesting you know one of the things that i think is 
like a, a strong, like w- with the whole, like we pander to our, like, you know, we try to be politically correct in the West. We try to make sure that people's feelings are taken care of. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's all about the individual. It's not really about the community as much. Um, there's so like a lot of the emphasis is that we have, um, and then making it okay that someone hasn't put their life together. It's just like, Oh, it's perfect. It's okay that you're living in your mom's basement. That's perfectly fine. You can play video games all you want. Like, okay, well what happens? I think that it makes sense if the numbers would be lower in the Sudanese community, I think it would be because there's a community that you guys have. You guys do things together. There's, it's not just like one of the weak points of our civilization is when it comes to making it okay for everyone to do whatever the heck they want. Well, they become isolated little, you know, individuals with very, it's very difficult to have meaning or purpose. And so when you're living in your mother's basement and all you do is drink Mountain Dew and play video games, then, I mean, and then you're looking at porn. Well, of course, like it's just going to be this vicious thing, this monster that grows literally in your mother's basement. And so, um, it would make sense to me why the addiction would be more of a daily crazy thing in America for, for like the American culture because of that emphasis, the emphasis is that we have. So, I mean, you guys are so closely knit. Um, so I think that that could play a big role in how much of an addictive property that it would have on people. Yeah. I mean, it just, I just, it's just crazy that I actually, I never heard not one person that said they have that problem. Yeah. Like I said, it could just could be the fact that people don't like to talk about embarrassing things. Eh. But even yeah. then, sometimes, like, somebody could not want to talk about it, but then somebody would know and find out and even, like, say something about it. But even that never came up. Right. And that's the crazy part. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I, I think mean, maybe I, it's genuinely not as much of a problem. Yeah. Like, like you know, it's not the same thing in America, like, or as it yeah. is with us. So, go ahead. What were you going to yeah. say? No, I was going to say, I should probably do my own little uh, investigation and go around asking people and see if they will actually be honest to me. Because I, I have a lot of students friends that I can ask, maybe just even text them. Like, hey, right. did you, uh, have you ever struggled uh, with this? Or do you know anybody who ever struggled with this? You know, I should have did that before yeah. this, we had this, uh, this podcast. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I Try and say Try not to say struggle. See, like, I'm just trying to think. Because like you said, you, people might not think of it as a problem. So I just be like, yeah. Do you watch porn? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. just see, then, see if can, you can say then, it in a way that, you know, is just as a, as a curiosity question. I'd be really interested to see what you find yeah. out. Yeah. I could ask them like, do you watch porn? And if so, how often do you watch porn? I see. Yeah. how they come up with that? Yeah. And then, and then after, and then after they answer all those, then I could ask them like, do you think that's an issue or it's just something right. that you don't see in the bottom of it? Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of contacts in my phone. I should, I could definitely, you know. Yeah, if, if you I did, did, let like, me know what you find out. I'd be really interested. Yeah, even though I just had thirty people answer me back. I think that'll give me a, a good number to work with. Right. Just trying to see where everybody's kind of at. Yeah. But like the the other problem is like 
asking like the female that I know. I don't think any female. Would ask, <laughs> yeah, that it's very weird talking to girls about it. I, I have yeah. a couple people that I I have thought about talking to about it, like on on the show. Um, but yeah. I um, one of them being one of my sisters. She has a very strong stance against it. She absolutely hates the idea of uh, of men watching porn. Um, yeah. And then my the other one, a former boss of mine. She's one of the people who said that it, she was the one with the couple um where th- they were perfectly um like fine with it and so I, I think that that would be interesting in investigating i'm i'm curious in how much i i want to investigate the opposite perspective just because i don't want to say i'm promoting looking at porn you know i don't yeah. want to bring on people who are like oh it's perfectly fine but at the same yeah. time i'm i'm considering opening up different perspectives because if i'm right. only talking to people who think it's bad then i'm not really investigating it's it's a very biased conversation, and so that's something that's been on my yeah. mind. So, yeah. Do you know any females that kind of struggle with that? I don't. Not off the top of my head. Not as yeah. not as a struggle. Um, I I know people who have who have done it who have done it on and off, um, but not as like a current thing that they are like addicted to um so yeah why you think that is what do you mean like why do you think you don't really like hear about or know too many people that admitted that that they went through it um or too many girls to be specific well i think part of it could be the fact that it's a it, it would be difficult for a girl to admit that to a guy. I, I, I definitely don't think that that would be something that they would talk about. Um, like, you know, I, I just don't imagine what, what type of girl just goes up to guys and talks about their porn, uh, yeah. use like that. So I think that that would be kind of one thing. Um, but then two, I want, I don't know how, what the percentage is of females who, who look at porn, but I would also imagine that it would probably be less than men because men are much more visual, much more sexually, um, driven, so, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I only ask that because I feel like when you find the answers to that question, you probably that would probably be the same answer for the submit people. I don't know if that would apply because guys and girls are so different. But I know, but girls talk to each other though. Yeah. They would tell each other if they were struggling with it. I, I think. Yeah, they. they then, I think that I agree that they would, but I, I, I just since I'm not a girl, I don't think I'd be a part of that conversation. Yeah. Like, no, but I'm but, saying like let's say they're talking to each other, right? And then one of them realized, okay, this is an issue, right? Then that means they will take it up with somebody to go talk to, right? Like, you know how like some when you first started realizing what the problem, you had to go talk to somebody, a pastor, you know, whatever. Wouldn't that be the same suspicion for them if they was going through the issue and they feel like they need to talk to somebody? Yeah, probably I mean, I mean yeah, I, I I I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. But but even like uh, ah, forgetting the word that I'm trying to say, but even when you, a testimony, even when you give a testimony, right? You you tell people the all the struggle that you went through. I've never at never one time have I heard a girl give a testimony about how they went through a struggle wasn't porn. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. Never. So, and, and, I'm and if sure I have it, it's so few that I could, I definitely couldn't name it. Yeah, and I'm sure they've probably been a few. Just like the Sudanese people, there's definitely probably been people that been had to struggle, but for some reason they just never came out. Right. That, I mean, it's very. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting question. I'm. Um, 
I'm really exp- trying to explore one of the things that I'm I'm thinking about is I don't know how much this is like where this is going to go, you know, like eventually I'm going to run out of contacts. And yeah. so unless I have people who are willing to talk to me that I don't know, um, then this is going to probably run out not really quickly, but it'll run out. Um, and so I'm trying to think of like, you know, are there different people that are, are in my contacts that I could, could reach out to? What type of people should I have on? Um, you know, how comfortable would I be, um, asking different types of questions, you know, like, like asking the questions of people who are okay with it. Uh, like I, there's just a lot of ideas that I, that I'm running through, but one of the things I'm, uh, really trying to figure out is how to get people that would talk to me that I that I don't know or are further from like they're not people that are in my contacts but I know them passively like you know like I've passed you in church or I've met you in the community like that would be interesting to to do um, but yeah man uh, one thing one thing you can do uh, down the line when you feel like you're running out of people that you can uh, talk to. Uh, you can always like the person you're talking to. They can always recommend somebody else that you might not know. They right. They could talk. Like, this is probably a person you should talk to. Yeah. Uh, they might. You might not know that person, but they could know that person. Right. They can go put in the. They can go put in the word for you. Like, hey, this yeah. is uh, my friend or whatever they are to you. Uh, I think you should talk to them. You know about this and then that, that right. way. Yeah, way more people to talk to. Yeah, I agree. It, it would be great. I think the hard part that I'm I'm foreseeing is one the subject. You know, like if yeah. if a stranger asked you, "Hey, can you talk about porn on a podcast?" It'd be like, "What?" So that I think that might be difficult. But um, but no, I I agree. It would be great to have like people referring each other, like being like, "Oh, I think there's someone that I know who would have yeah. um great insights to this, or that I do know is willing to talk about this." Like that would be absolutely ideal. So like, I'm yeah. I'm absolutely open to it if if I ever get anyone to reach out like that. But yeah, yeah. Well, I I think I've asked everything that I want to ask. Um. I do want to say, like I said, thank you so much for, for being a part of this. Like it's, it's nice having the conversation and, uh, it's nice having you in the conversation too. So. No, man, I appreciate being on, man. I'm learning as I'm on, you know, so I'm going to just keep yeah. listening to the podcast and, and learn the most, uh, whatever I can learn from the podcast, you know? So. Yeah. Thank and, you. And if I, I, mean, it's, if, it's if cool I do too. decide to do this little investigation thing, I'm uh, trying to come back on podcast and let you know. Yeah, what that'd be cool. You know I mean? Yeah, be my yeah. private investigator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be absolutely fascinating. Even if it's not on the episode, I, I'd love to hear what you find out. So, right. yeah. Well, thanks again, man. And I, I, I do appreciate you being here. And um, I look forward to talking to you again. All right, man. Thanks for having me on.